0: Good evening. Tonight we're going to be talking about the Twilight franchise. We're mostly going to be going over the first book, but we are going to talk about a little bit um, of the movies and even some fan fiction, For which I have done research, which you guys should thank me for, because... Delving into the realm of Twilight fanfiction was freaking scary. And I did that. I did that for you. So, you should feel very honored. Um, You should have absolutely nothing to thank me for, because this is gonna be the most uninformed podcast that we're ever going to do, from my perspective at least. <laughs> because the only thing that I could bring myself to do was listen to the audiobook of the first book. Yeah, which was bad enough. So, I've read the first 3 books. I never read Breaking Dawn. Um, I'm never going to read Breaking Dawn, but when I was, I think in like 7th or 8th grade, uh I read the first 3 books to see what all the hype was about. My mom really liked them or I guess our mom. I always you forget guess. that I'm doing this. Oh yeah, happy Mother's it's... Day by the way. Oh yeah. We're recording this on Sunday on Mother's Day and it was a, it was a good day. Yeah. So, if there are any mothers or possibly future mothers, future mothers listening right now, happy Mother's Day. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways, so, my mom really loved the Twilight books, so I decided to give them a try. I read the first three, stopped there, because um, my mom told me that I wasn't allowed to read Breaking Dawn um, until I was older. And now that I know why she said that, I'm never going to read Breaking Dawn i don't think it's necessary i don't need to put myself through that but um anyways so (sighs) well my story with twilight was slightly different um i i guess it might have been mom i don't know um our older sister um Read, I think, at least the first Twilight book. hmm And I think that she, Did she like it? Um... I honestly don't know. She either liked it or thought it was cringy. I'm pretty sure she didn't like it, though, because I'm pretty sure that's where I got my yeah. strong feelings against yeah. Twilight from. Partially. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I had very strong feelings against Twilight for a long time. hmm Um... And, um, I really didn't want to read it. Um, and when I started reading it, my aversion grew. So, basically, when I got halfway through the book, um, I said, you know what? This isn't worth it. Which is really funny because a lot of people actually, when they get to the, when they're reading a book, if they make it to the middle, they're like, Okay, this is stupid, but I have to see how this ends. Me, not so much. Like, half the time, I'll start a book, and I'll be like, I don't think this is worth it, and I'll just stop reading it. Mm-hmm. I've done no that No matter too where before. I am in the book. Um, yeah. I don't really care that much. I'm like, if it's not worth it, then why do I need to know what happens at the end? Yeah. Twilight, when I first read it, I actually thought it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was, but... After rereading it, my opinion on that has changed. I think it's. Yeah. It's just as bad as everyone said it was. I just and didn't realize it when I was yeah. like 13 years my old. My opinion changed too because I really didn't like it and I was very critical of it the first time that I read it, obviously. Um, and when I listened to it on audiobook, um, Actually, until I got to the end, basically, I was like, you know what? This isn't as bad as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to the end, though, I actually changed my mind. And I yeah. was like, you know what? This actually yeah. is kind of... It kind of sucks. Um, yeah. But until the end, I was like, actually, this isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, probably in, until the actual, like, resolution... Yeah. Like the last chapters when I decided, you know what? Not great. But um I'm definitely not gonna read the rest of the books, but also I just want to say this for me, the worth of a book, like the how much the ending is worth really, how much knowing the ending is worth to me, um, depends on a lot of different things. Um for Twilight, I think it's safe to say that it was worth actually finishing just because everyone has read it. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing to have under your belt just so that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, just so that you have some cultural context. And also just so you can have actually be informed. Yeah, have an, when af- you an say informed opinion that about don't it. like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I get that. I get that. That's part of the reason why I sometimes force myself to finish books. Mm -hmm. But usually it is forced. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I like a book despite all of its flaws, and I'm like, you know what? This is just, yeah, this is terrible. I kind of hate myself for liking this. But, like, the books that I actually don't like, I'll have to force myself to read. I am not very um, good at staying on topic. That's not... The I'm <laughs> I not know very that's eager to talk about Twilight. Oh my gosh, okay. We must do it all the same. <laughs> so, here here are my opening thoughts. Um, first of all, reading it over again made me so angry because this was like, this was kind of like the debut of... Like, modern urban fantasy novels, and, like, this is, like, what changed the game. And a lot of my favorite novels were probably born out of all the hype around Twilight, like, um, the Mortal Instruments series by Cassandra Clare. So, it just makes me really angry, because I look at it, and I see all of the things that all of these other books did it differently, like okay, let's let's revisit TMI for a second. Um, the male lead is pretty much like they're the same character, like they both think. Edward. Like you're yeah, Edward? Edward and Jace. I mean, not exactly, but there's like that, like dark, brooding, like closed off. They don't want to get involved emotionally because of like past trauma, and then there's like this thing. Doesn't have any past trauma. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. The only past trauma he has is actually being a vampire, and his family's trauma. Yeah, yeah, and and like he even even like his. I'm just gonna say this really quick. Even his dying wasn't that traumatic. Like That's true. Because it was kind of the out of all of his family. He had his death was the least trip. That is very true. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. He got off so easy. And he never found and he never had any love until Bella and she was like perfect for him. (laughs) <laughs> anyways, anyways, back to, back to what I was talking about Like, they're the, they're, like, built off of the same stereotype Of, like, this brooding, like, very mysterious But, like, you kind of get the sense that they're just, like, really Not good Definitely not good But like, very capable, I guess. Yeah. Like, they're both like the best at whatever. (laughs) Like, Edward Edward, is like, like, literally the the fastest, and he has like the power to like read people's minds. Jace is like supposedly like the best shadow hunter or whatever. They're like basically the same character. The problem is says that in the book like yeah she says in front of his family yeah. and they like all like agree basically and they're just like oh well, yeah obviously is there anything Edward can do Exactly so that's kind of like Play they're the, the same like character and and even like okay even like Alice and Isabel like the 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 sister that's like a really close friend which honestly doesn't really develop um in like the first book because Jace and Isabel aren't biological siblings. Honestly, Isabel is a bit more like Rosalie, but and then and then both Jason and Edward have one sibling that is like really angry all the time, yeah, like I mean. Alec and Rosalie. Um Alec like I mean, admittedly, it's for very different reasons that they each don't like their sibling's significant other. Um, But, like, I mean, it's like this ordinary girl who has something, like, distinctly special about her that makes her interesting to the otherwise emotionally detached male lead. And so there's, like... All this potential that was kind of just wasted because Edward was the wrong kind of angry all the time. Which, I mean, honestly, Jace kind of had that problem too, especially after the first book because he he thought that Clary was his sister. (laughs) So obviously that affected some stuff, but, but, especially, like, Jace, once he, like, something happens, he thinks it's, like, bad to be around the love interest, the main character, in, like, the second book, yeets off, like, hurting The main character in the process. Does that sound familiar to anyone? AKA that whole depression montage in New Moon. Like, it's literally the same novel. To be fair, obviously I only read Twilight, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I don't even know anything. Here's my point. Sorry, I just went on this huge, huge tangent and comparison. Here's what it all boils down to. Depression montage, basically. In Twilight, but that's true. It's much shorter, though. Yeah, that was the part where I started getting. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I'm sorry. It, Twilight at that point started sounding like a really bad fan fiction. Yes. Um. So here's what it all boils down to. I just kept reading Twilight and thinking of all the ways that I would have written Edward's character differently, and then everything would have been fine. Because objectively, Bella is a pretty good main character. Like, I know she she's kind of like the, you know, kind of annoying, stereotypical, like, ooh, I'm quirky and different and not like other girls. Like, I'm mature and I, like, cook my own food. And I am like all these boys like chase me around but like i don't understand i'm self-conscious it. Yeah. and and honestly kind of annoying but that wasn't really a thing when stephanie myers really wrote i think she was She's like, like a with that. i think that's kind of where it else? began wow. at the very least there wasn't this huge she body of work tr- or she she created the trope. Yeah, she at least popularized the trope if not created the trope. So, I feel like that's pretty cool. In that view, I really relate to Bella because I'm super clumsy and I also um I don't know, feel very like yeah, what would happen if all the boys started chasing you, Mari? Yucky. Um, <laughs> I would probably do the same thing that Bella did. I'd be like, um, no, get away from me. I don't know why you guys like me, but, like, yeah. stop. But here's the thing. <laughs> I honestly find Bella's anger so funny, though. Like, that's okay. the, one yes. of the best parts yes. about the book, is that she gets angry Yes. And, like, she actually, like, channels her anger in, like, funny ways, kind of. Yes! I love, I love me some angry Bella, and especially when she's (laughs) angry at Edward, because, Mm -hmm. like, at first, you know, when the relationship is tentative, she's, like, all awkward around him and, like, shy, but, like, obviously, like, it's, like, a teenage girl who has a crush on someone, like, of course she's gonna be, like, awkward and kind of shy, but then, like, once everything kind of develops to a certain point, she's just, like, angry with him, like, 80% the of the time. <laughs> and she will just, like, she uh. will throw down. And I love Bella like that. That's so funny because he takes it so coolly that it's like... And he's just like, you're kind of ridiculous. Which is one of the reasons why he makes me angry is because he trivializes like, everything that she says, and it makes me a little angry because it's, like, it's, like, oh, like, he's old and so much more mature than her, but, like, that's really patronizing and really annoying that he doesn't, he, like, never really takes her, like, concerns or anything seriously, like, even when she's, like, worried about him, he's, like, oh, like, there's no reason for you to do that, and, like, all of this stuff and like I'll be fine, you need to worry about yourself. And like I get that he's like supposed to be like, Oh, I'm in love with you. Like don't worry about me, worry about you because like also like she's human and fragile and whatever. But he always comes off so patronizing. And if that is that is one thing I just absolutely hate. We're gonna talk in about male protagonists. really quick for a minute. Um I know that you haven't read all the books. Before, I haven't. I but, just read the first two. But, okay, then you might understand this. I don't then. really remember um, anything, but go ahead. For, like, telling um, Triss to actually care about herself. And to actually be worried about herself. And not not just, like, worrying about everyone else, because she, like, literally keeps trying to get herself killed To save everyone else, even though it won't, like, help. Yeah, like, that is one thing. That is one thing. And Bella does give up her life because she knows that that's the only way that it's gonna end. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, she knows she... But that's what Tris does in the end. It's Mm -hmm. just that I feel like... They were at the part of their relationship, like, Four and um, Tris were at where, like, Four didn't really understand Tris completely, or, like, why she was doing what she was doing. Yeah. And so it, like, frustrated him when he would tell her to take care of herself, and then she wouldn't listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um. And he didn't, like, know what else to do, so he basically said, well we can't be together, and, like, took away the su- some support that she really needed. Um, yeah, that's like, kind of yucky. It all worked out in the end, yeah. because, like, what he said was actually, like, some of the things that he said and, like, were what she needed, it's just that they got there in a very difficult way, but I feel like that's basically every relationship. Yeah, yeah, and obviously- There is mis- miscommunication and misunderstandings mm-hmm. because you don't yeah. understand people perfectly yeah I think here's the thing. there's a lot of stuff about Twilight that a lot I've heard a lot of people be angry about, like stuff about like um Edward being kind of creepy um Edward being kind of controlling um here's the thing that irked me because just as context, I like just finished um Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow, like last week, and beautiful, wonderful, cried several times. It's a masterpiece. Everyone should read it. But here's the thing: eventually, we'll do a podcast on it. Yes, after Gabby reads it. Um, here's the thing, though. It kind of made it made me think about consent in a completely different way i guess and how um because like it talks a lot about how consent doesn't just apply to like sex it applies to like every aspect of your life like you should always give someone like the most power over themselves that you can And, like, give them the most free will in any situation that you can, especially with, like, how you handle, like, their trauma and stuff. And that doesn't directly apply, like, to Twilight, but it kind of made me uncomfortable, like, reading some of the scenes, just because that, like, change in perspective was so fresh in my mind And I realized, like, how often Edward just kind of, and obviously it was written, it was published in, like, 2009, you know, or 2008 or something. We didn't have, there weren't as many, like, in-depth and, like, really complex discussions about consent, or at least not nearly as many or as um, like, popularized discussions about consent as there are now. But it just kind of made me, like, uncomfortable reading it and seeing, like, every single time that Edward just, like, dismissed what Bella wanted. Yeah. And, like, it, wa- it, it, it wasn't like that he was like, oh, well, you don't know. It wasn't... <sighs> He came at it with, like, this perspective of, I know what's best for you, which made me really angry because it sounds super patronizing and, like I said, that really gets on my nerves. But also, like, he, it was just like, he never wanted to have that discussion with her. Like, it would have been one thing if he was like, you know what, I don't think you understand, let's talk about it. He just kind of dismissed it and didn't, like, left no room for discussion about, like, what she thought was best. And then, like, even at the end, when she was, like, trying to, like, propose, like, this plan that she had, like, to save her own life... And save the lives of, like, possibly her parents. Possibly, like, Edward and his family. Like, she was trying to protect everyone. Admittedly, she was trying to protect everyone else more than she was trying to protect herself. And we see that at the end. Um, But he kind of just, like, kept dismissing her. Like, they were riding in this car... Everyone was kind of panicking and she, like, tried to voice her opinion a couple times and he was just like, no, no, without even hearing her out. Mm -hmm. And that kind of irked me. Not so much in that scenario because, like, everyone was just on edge and everyone was trying to, like, do their best to make sure that she was alive at the end of all of this. And, like, everyone was pretty freaked out. Or shaken up or whatever. But I feel like that's just kind of, like, an example of how the rest of the book was, really. Yeah. It was just, like, a bunch of him dismissing her without hearing her out. And then, it turns out, she had the best plan. Yeah. Did it work in the end? No. But it was better than any of their other plans. So I just, I don't know, made me kind of angry because it just, like, especially because of the power imbalance here. Like, obviously, Edward could make Bella do whatever he wanted her to. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he, like, routinely disregards her opinions about you know what she wants for herself or that he just like doesn't want to like have that open communication with her because he wants to control how much she knows about certain things or the interesting thing about what you're saying though is that like he wasn't used to telling anyone anything. He well, was yeah, hiding everything from everyone. So him giving up any part of himself to her was an incredible feat on his part. Yeah, and then so you know also that. have to look at it from the other like, mm-hmm. angles as well. Yeah, and also you have to keep in mind that she's a seventeen-year-old girl, and he's like over one hundred years old. No, he's about 100 years old. Yeah. So, like, obviously, he is going to, like, obviously, anyone believes that they know things after 100 years. Yeah. And he's been where she is, so it's kind of like a lot of their relationship is kind of like a parent-child relationship, especially because she doesn't have attentive parents. Yeah, and I get that, but like Yeah. After the and novel also, he, makes he does give up a lot of control cuz he could. You're right, he could force her to do yeah. everything, but he doesn't. Well, yes, I know that. But here's the thing. And he gives her like a choice to be with him or not to be with him basically. And I yeah, I know. I know. But like, I understand where you're coming from. He tries to give her as many choices as he feels like he can. Yeah, and honestly, honestly, it's not Edward. The the character is doing his best. I'm mostly angry about authorial choices in portraying him because it's not just like stuff about him personally. Mm-hmm. It's, like, details that aren't necessary they're, like, not necessarily all about him. And this story is not all about him. Like, Bella is the main character. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like but this could have been better. Bella is all about That's true, which is another criticism I've heard voiced, because obviously, like, your whole existence should not revolve around one single person. Yeah, and it's fair to raise, like, those points, but also Mm -hmm. I think it is interesting to explore that in books. Yeah. Because people so often do that. I know. And I think it is really important to, like, talk about things like that and not just shy away from, like bad things like bad character traits because they do exist and sometimes it isn't easy to get over them sometimes it's impossible to get over them you still have to live with these people Mm -hmm. my problem is i love these people so it's like you have to yeah yeah my problem is that it's just like those negative character traits are like romanticized like by edward himself too he's like well obviously like I care about you more than you care about me because I'm willing to regard your wishes and, like, ignore what you think our relationship should be in order to, like, protect you because I know what's best for you. And he's like, he kind of make he makes the case at that... In a point in the book that's like, that's like, obviously, like, this means that I care about you more than you care about me because I would be willing to leave you. And it's like, it's so, it's such a, like, romanticized thing that, like, like, him being patronizing is romanticized. And that makes me a little mad. But I understand where you're coming from. I, I just think too. yeah well, it could have been handled better. A lot, and the thing is, like, a lot of people do romanticize it, like, think of Passengers, Let Her Go, like, that song kind of, like, romanticizes that idea, too. Yeah. That you only know that you love someone if you're, like, willing to let them go. But it's different because Edward is, like, saying, like, I'm not gonna let you go. I'm gonna force you to let me go yeah yeah that's that's what irks me because, because if it was like if it because if it was like, I won't like if if he was like, I'll make it as easy for you to leave me as possible because I think that your safety is more important than you know the romance okay, great, that's, whatever, um, fine with that, but since he's, like, actively, like, you shouldn't be with me every three seconds, and he makes, he routinely makes Bella feel like he doesn't want her, yeah. and, like, that she's being a burden, or that, like, it's her fault, that everything is her fault, he's only reinforcing all of these behaviors that, like, frustrate him about her. That's like, so her sacrificing himself, yeah. herself for him. It's also interesting the way that people read books differently because I read it completely yeah. differently than Mari. Mm-hmm. So, like, we both focused on, like, different aspects of it. And part of the... Part of the those things I actually liked about him, like him telling her that because he actually did... Um, like reinforced to her the idea that like he did care about her. Yeah. Like in saying that he was going to f- like force her to be without him because he did care about her. Yeah. Um and like trying to make sure that she knew it wasn't about her, it was like mm-hmm. all his fault. Yeah. And so some of those character flaws were actually because of Bella's self-consciousness. Yes. And it's so hard to attribute the blame to people. That's true. Because some of it was his fault, but a lot of it was his fault indirectly because he didn't have control over his situation. Yeah. And so he did his best to control his situation by controlling her, I guess, in a way. Yeah. And controlling, like, how he treated her and, like, Mm -hmm. how much... He was going to let himself into her life because he didn't want to ruin her life and put him, put her in the same situation that he was stuck in. That's true. That's true. Like, he, he was so afraid that he wasn't going to be able to control himself that he tried to, like, control her instead. Yeah. Because he thought that it was easier if he convinced her to leave him because he didn't think that he could do it himself. Because he couldn't do it himself. He yeah. Didn't have, like, he barely had enough control to, like, keep himself from killing her. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And I guess he does bring that up in the book. I didn't really think about it that way. Interesting. Yeah, it's really weird how you read from, like, two different perspectives because you have mm-hmm. two different, um, you have two different perspectives. So, since... Since I sacrificed my own, my own sanity, my peace of mind for research for this, we are going to talk about fan fiction. Okay. Are, is there anything else that you want to talk about in relation um, to the book, though? I just have one thing mm-hmm. about the movies. Oh. Yeah. So, I read, or I watch Twilight when I'm sick because I think it's really funny. like the movie, the first movie especially the movie is worse than the book. I haven't watched the movie in so long. It's it kind. it's, than it's the just book. really cringy and it's, it's hard the thing it's, is hilarious. Is it's hard to put that awkwardness to transfer the awkwardness from the book into the movie. into a movie. because yeah, that's when you're true. reading it from Bella's perspective, you can relate to it and be like, oh yeah. That's, that's really awkward yeah, that, that's what would happen like I feel that um and it doesn't feel as awkward though because yeah cause you're in her head because yeah because you basically are her so you're like whatever um but when you're watching her perform it from like the outside you're like uh, <sighs> uh, super grungy. and the, the screenplay was not as good so yeah here's the thing um New Moon I've watched so many times. <laughs> I've probably watched more than Twilight. Our mom. I'm pretty sure I've watched Twilight had, maybe twice. And yeah. New Moon at least twice or three times. Yeah. Our mom had a DVD of New Moon. And she just put it on all what the time. It was like her favorite movie for a while. All woman. the time. i watched that movie. She gets, yeah. So many times. It's like um, her favorite Twilight movie. Honestly, I kind of love the movie. New Moon, um, Bella as an adrenaline junkie scenes, love them. Like, when she, like, goes cliff diving, Yeah. when she, like, like, vroom vroom on the motorcycles, mm-hmm. I honestly love that. Um, I do really like Jacob's character.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I
0: actually did, actually, I actually did consider- Wasn't a fan of the love triangle, yeah. I mean, I felt like- was that really also necessary? The love triangle, I feel like that was kind of um a newly popularized trope with Twilight. That's true. Cuz there were love triangles kind of, but like I mean, there's always been love triangles, mm, but it wasn't not. such like, a teen fiction thing. Yeah. Maybe until Twilight. I don't know. It wasn't so obvious, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't, like, factions of the fandom fighting over. And now everyone is, like, love triangle. Everything needs a love triangle. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Was that really necessary? Well. Because I feel like Jacob would have been a better character if he wasn't in love with Bella. Like, does everyone have to be in love with Bella? I don't think so. I kind of, like... The way that it happens. Like, it makes sense. It kind of makes sense. It makes sense. But also, I I, I did consider... I have to admit, after I finished the Twilight audiobook, I did consider continuing with New Moon, simply because I liked Jacob's character in Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, Um, he was kind of cute, because he was, like, a little bit younger. But then I'm like, depression? No. Yeah, he kind of had, like, an adoring crush on Bella, which I think... Served the purposes of that book yeah. very well, and then I realized that in New Moon it was just gonna yeah. be terrible. So. But I think I think if it had been like if it had been like a little crush in Twilight, and then like as they got to know each other, it wasn't a big deal. I feel like that would have been better. that would have been better if yeah. he like hadn't continued just like being like in love with her. Because, honestly, Edward would have been jealous either way. Yeah. So, it was fine. Like, it would have still had the same impact. Okay. Just without all the cringiness. He wouldn't have been. Because, like, you knew he- He wouldn't have been as jealous. Because That's true because he can read minds. Mm-hmm. He can't read Bella's mind. So, if but Jacob likes her, he doesn't thing. know if Bella has any feelings. That's in true. Her but here's the That's why thing. He so it's jealous. only it's only a thing in New Moon because in Twilight, Jacob was like a couple years younger and it was like, yeah. mm, he's still a couple years younger. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but it was a bigger deal. They yeah. made a bigger deal out of yeah. it in Twilight. Oh, I know. And so in New Moon. he yeah, so like he was little, and then at the end of New Moon, um, Edward proposes to Bella. So it's like it's only for New Moon that there's really like that uncertainty of like who she's gonna end up with. But like you know, the whole time it's gonna be Edward. Yeah, the whole you know, Edward. you know it's gonna be Edward. All through New Moon. You already know. Yeah. So, why? What was the point? Okay. Anyway. One one more small thing about the movie, then on to fanfiction. <laughs> Movies, super awkward. The soundtracks, however, are so good. Our intro song is um, Eyes on Fire by Blue Foundation. Great song. Quality. Makes me want to, like, light someone's car on fire. Um Roslyn by Bon Iver. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love, love that song. Love Roslyn. Um I can't really name any of the other songs by, like, name. But the soundtracks are so good. Yeah. Honestly, both of those songs are a vibe. Roslyn makes me want to, like, I don't want to say, like, drown myself, but, like, maybe just, like, float underwater in, like, a lake. Not, like, dying, but just, like, being submerged. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No. And then, and then um, Eyes on Fire mm. makes me want to, like, torch someone's car great songs um soundtracks are so good infinitely better than the movies themselves i do i sorry just one more thing the one of the final scenes in new moon when they're like at the volturi and in the movie not the book uh because this is a purely like um acting criticism that i have um they're like gonna kill Edward, and they're like tossing him around like a rag doll. And Bella's like, "No, no, please don't!" But she does like this really weird thing with her hands, where she's like, "No, no, stop!" They can't see you, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't see what I'm doing. Look up the scene. What was that? <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there. Why, Kristen Stewart? Why? I know you are better than that. I've seen you in other movies. Um, I don't remember the name of that movie, but that movie was Charlie's so good. Angels. That's a like, new one, though. So she probably yeah. improved since then. I know. I know you got the talent. I know you were subjected. Oh yeah! By the way, just a random point. Movie. She was great in Charlie's Angels. I believe you. I've only seen scenes from it, mm, it was but I haven't movie. seen the whole movie. But in my opinion, she seems know what great in it. Sense, but, you know, um. <laughs> well, I don't care. Anyways, it's just like why like that that couldn't have been in the script. <laughs> I don't know but if the director. director- <laughs> I don't know if the director was just like do something really weird with your hands, <laughs> like stroke your neck or something, while you're begging them to not kill Edward. I have no idea. It was really weird, really cringy. Worst part of the whole movie. Um, <sighs> okay. Anyways, moving on. 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 <laughs> fan fiction. Okay. So, I actually do read a lot of fan fiction. Um, I don't typically read old fan fiction because that scares me. A but whole especially lot. Especially not Twilight fan fiction. Oh my gosh. Okay, oh. so... I read on Archive of Our Own because um, their tagging system is, frankly, the only tagging system that should ever exist. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, Wattpad sucks for fanfiction, first of all. Um, All of the other fanfiction-specific sites don't have the extensive tagging system. They don't have, like, that... They don't have the super specific search tool. Um, So I just don't ever read on anything except Archive of Our Own. Here's the thing. Twilight was released before Archive of Our Own was developed. So... So a lot of the... What was I going to say? A lot of the... um, Fan fiction for Twilight. A lot of the fan fiction for Twilight was, like, pre-Archive of Our Own. Which, honestly, I don't really want to read that anyways. But, like, Mm -hmm. I found that since Twilight, like, many people have just been like, Mmm, I don't think so. Like, they've kind of gotten over it. Yeah. And that makes me kind of sad because it was really hard for me to find fanfiction to read, yeah. but um, there was this one my favorite that I read. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. And also, in case you're unaware, um, Fifty Shades of Grey was originally a Twilight fanfiction. So yeah. Yeah. just that for reference. Um. Yeah. Yucky. First of all, uh, Twilight fan fiction- That's what we've been scared of. <laughs> yes, is kind of scary, kind of disgusting. There was one I read that I actually kind of liked. I don't know if it was because the main character had a- has the same name as one of my favorite characters of all time. Um, Blue Sergeant from The Raven Cycle. Um, her name was Blue, and it was like- Basically, the premise was, like, the Colons couldn't have completely avoided human interaction while they were, like, in forks. Like, there had to have been, like, someone else they talked to at some point. And so, uh, Blue was kind of that character, and she just kind of, like, watched everything unfold, and was like, this is whack. And she was just like, yeah, Bella isn't even a real person. Like, her favorite novel is Wuthering Heights. Which, it doesn't actually say. It just says that she's read it before for her old class. And that she's going to read it again for this Yeah. Class. But here's the thing. I get that. My favorite novel is Anna Karenina. I know that sounds super pretentious. I don't care. It's still my favorite novel. Um. Yeah, and it the fact that it never said that it was her favorite novel is also really a huge thing because she said that she read a lot so it yeah. would be unfair to just assume that a book that she's reading for a second time for a class like that she read before for a class is her favorite novel because yeah. I would do that too honestly if I was starting at another mm-hmm. class just to refresh my brain um for people who read a lot that's actually a pretty common thing. Yeah. And I realized reading that f- like reading Twilight again and reading that fanfiction like Bella was smart. Like she was in AP classes yeah. in Phoenix. Like she was actually She took She I'm telling she you. She took AP bio her junior year. Those boys are going to start chasing you. Like AP bio? Yeah. I've never taken it, but I have several friends who have taken it, oh, yeah, and it's really I hard. I have taken it, but I have friends. Yeah. Like, that is no small thing that she was just randomly in an AP bio class. And the fact that she was actually good at it. Yeah. Like, I could have taken AP bio, passed with an A. Oof. I assure you, I would have sucked at it. Oh, yes. Like, I would not have remembered a whole lab. No. From a class? No. <laughs> I would not have been able to identify things. I promise. Yeah. Given our school system isn't the best, so. Yeah, that's true. And Forks didn't have AP classes, apparently. Relatable, slightly. Yeah, we don't have that many here. But, um... Closing thoughts. Twilight fanfiction is scary. There's not that much good Twilight fanfiction because most of it was written in 2009. And let me tell you, it shows. But I found some, as always. But the tagging systems on them were not great, which made it even harder to find good Um, fanfiction. But yeah, anyway, Twilight. Meh. Mm -hmm. yeah still eh. as always the link to leave us a voice message is in the description of the podcast wherever you listen to it um tell us things your thoughts um things that we should talk about next um we'll see you next week when we talk about agatha christie's crooked house